Hello and welcome to Search for Truth. This is John Martin with our radio Bible teacher on Search for Truth, Brian Johnston. This is the final program in our series Tomorrow's Headlines. And today Brian looks at the major trends of Bible prophecy for the world. There are many Old Testament prophecies about the birth, life, death and resurrection of Jesus. Many of these would have seemed mysterious and puzzling up to the time of their fulfilment. With the benefit of hindsight, all these prophecies are seen to have been fulfilled even in the tiniest detail, no matter how many hundreds of years may have elapsed between the prophecy and the event, its fulfilment. The reliability of Bible prophecy up to the present day is absolutely remarkable and gives us great confidence that those prophecies which are still waiting to happen will definitely happen. You know, I feel a bit like Dora Greenwell who wrote the hymn I am not skilled to understand what God has willed, what God has planned. I only know at God's right hand stands one who is my saviour. Let's hear our singers before Brian speaks to us. just go over what we can be sure of about the time of the end and beyond. We can know on the authority of God's word, the Bible, that Christ will return to the air for his church and that the Antichrist will afterwards rise to power. And so earth will have unprecedented trouble and then Christ will return to the earth itself and he will rule for a thousand years. Then Christ will judge unbelievers when finally a new world will be created. It remains for us in this series to cover those last points. Bible-believing Christians know that history is headed somewhere. One day Jesus Christ will judge the nations at the beginning of his thousand-year reign on this earth. The same person whom the first-century Jewish leaders judged to be an imposter and had crucified on a cross will return to this earth in glory and rule the nations with a rod of iron. As the Bible prophet Isaiah predicted, a king shall reign in righteousness, and the earth will enjoy peace, and all of nature will be in harmony. Listen to these Bible quotes. The cow and the bear shall graze, 
Their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole, and the weaned child shall put his hand in the viper's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Then from the same prophet, Isaiah again, but from chapter 65 we read, They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree, so shall be the days of my people. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, and dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. And again from the Bible book of the prophet Isaiah, this time chapter 35. The wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For water shall burst forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. Won't it be a wonderful place when the Lord Jesus Christ rules? Yes, this world has had a patchy history, to say the least, but the best is yet to come. That is, if you're a believer. After that golden rule of a thousand years on this earth, and after Satan's last stand has ended, with the devil being assigned forever to the lake of fire, which was specially prepared for him, God's going to complete his judgments on all who've ever lived on the earth throughout history. This is often called the great white throne judgment because of what we read in verse 11 of Revelation chapter 20. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God and books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works, by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. That brings a special poignancy to the Lord's words about rejoicing if our names are written in heaven. This is the case with everyone who receives the Lord Jesus into their heart by faith as the only one in whom forgiveness with God is to be found. If you're still not sure, listen to these words from Acts chapter 17. God now commands all men everywhere to repent because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. After this, it will be paradise regained for those who go into eternal blessing, as we read in Revelation 21. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. 
Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. We can be ready now to face the future. God can make us ready by making us new right now, even as his word says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Throughout this series, we've hinted at ways in which current events in the world appear to be approximating to what the Bible predicts will be the case as we approach the time of the end. Let's just summarise a few trends that we can deduce from what the Bible says. Things like globalisation through communications technology. You see, in Revelation, we read of the future world superpower and its leader having control over buying and selling. The earth, it said, will pay homage to him. Previously, that might have seemed far-fetched. But today, we are used to satellite telecommunications, internet and barcoding. A cashless society with information processed through microchips implanted into our skin is no longer in the realms of science fiction. Then there's the present focus on the Middle East, the fact that it's come to dominate international politics, as the Bible clearly implied it would. Another indication in Bible prophecy points to a trend towards human unification. Today, we see emerging political power blocks like the United Nations, the grouping together and rise of Islamic nations, the talk of federalisation in Europe, not to mention religious aggregation, monetary unions and a global economy complete with interlinked markets. Through the prophecy of Daniel, it's predicted that knowledge will increase. The amazing acceleration of knowledge is something we all must take for granted in the modern world. There's a staggering pace of development in the world's so-called Silicon Valleys, as well as in such fields as genetic engineering, screening, cloning and DNA tracking, some of which brings with it an attack on the sanctity of human life. Then there's society's perception of some kind of impending disaster, its dread of killer diseases, maybe as rogue viruses go global. We've also had examples of how acts of mass terrorism have the capability to quickly destabilise large areas of the world. Add to that the availability of weapons of mass destruction and Revelation's large-scale death tolls seem to make more sense. When we review global trends like those we've just mentioned, it's hard not to draw the conclusion that the time of the end is near. With that in mind, I want you to consider this. Earlier in this series, we've read in the book of Daniel about how the captive Daniel was given an insight about how the captivity the Jews were then experiencing had been predicted earlier by the prophet Jeremiah. What's more, Jeremiah had said that the period of captivity would last for 70 years. Now the point was, and this explains Daniel's urgent prayer, that the time was nearly up. God gave Daniel insight into the biblical prophecy shortly before the events came to pass. So I now want to sign off this series by leaving a thought with you. I believe the time of the end is not far off. I've said that we need to allow scope for different detailed understandings of how Bible prophecy is shaping up for fulfilment, but we can be sure of the overall framework. And I wonder if, as with Daniel, 
we've been led by God to receive insight because like Daniel, we are now living close to the time when these things are to come upon us. In the light of what Brian has been covering in Bible prophecy during these 12 programmes, I hope you will give some serious thought to the way of escape that God has provided for you and for me. When Alexander the Great besieged the city, he would leave a burning light outside its walls, and whilst it burned, the inhabitants were free to leave and escape the fate of that city. When the light went out... There was no mercy shown to any who had decided to ignore the offer of freedom. The light of the gospel still shines today, and I plead with you to act upon it urgently. You can contact Brian at Search for Truth, Box 246, Bolton, England. You can also ask about anything you've heard today or in this current series. Brian will be pleased to help. This is your last opportunity to obtain the free booklet covering all 12 programmes. So ask for the title, Tomorrow's Headlines, and write to the same address, Search for Truth, Box 246, Bolton, England. Listeners in Australia should please write to Search for Truth, Box 748, Ringwood, Victoria 3134. You can also use email, sft at churchesofgod.info, or the website, www.searchfortruth.net Thanks once again for the privilege of your company and I hope you can join us next week for the first in a new series. Until then, on behalf of the Search for Truth team, this is John Martin saying goodbye and God bless all of you. Set me free.